Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you so much for joining me today on this is Meditation in Art, Art in Meditation videocast and podcast series. I am Christopher Luard, meditation teacher living in Thailand, and I have a very special guest today with me, uh, composer, musician, and spiritualist meditation teacher, Pablo Ariano. Uh, Pablo is a wonderful composer, musician. If you're not familiar with his work, uh, you really ought to be. Uh, in fact, he graduated just down the street from me. Uh, we were graduating around the same time in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, he graduated from the New England Conservatory uh, in 1992. I was actually just up the street from there going to college myself. So we were running around the same neighborhood, unaware of each other, but probably exchanging some vibes, some good vibes up there in, uh, in uh, the Back Bay area of Boston. Uh, Pablo uh, has had an extraordinary uh, career uh, dancing back and forth uh, between spiritual practices, meditation teaching, uh, and music as well, uh, something I have a high admiration for all of that and more. Uh, Pablo uh, helped create an ashram in, in near San Francisco area, uh, a healing center where they did uh, healing therapies, workshops, music therapy, and they were host to more than a thousand people coming in from all over the world each year. Uh, what, what an amazing experience that must have been, I can only imagine. Uh, in 2007, Pablo went on to create a YouTube channel by the name Healing Music. Do check out this YouTube channel. It's extraordinary. I'm going to circle back around and mention some of the things on there. But uh, really some, some beautiful, beautiful healing music uh, there. Uh, Pablo went on uh, in 2017 to create a couple of programs for the Insight Meditation Timer app an app that I use in all of my teachings. Actually, you hear it on uh, all of my videos as well. Great app. Uh, and uh, he's doing wonderful work with uh, the Insight Meditation Timer. And we're gonna talk more about those programs in this interview. In 2018, uh, Pablo and his wife together teamed up, Natasha, her name is, uh, they teamed up to create an app called Here and Now where people can actually download this app off of the iTunes and uh, listen to this beautiful healing music. What a great thing. Uh, you're walking around the street, maybe you're stressed out, you see some news or something, or, or somebody cuts you off on the road, you just push a button on your phone and you have this music that, that just soothes you right away. It's really extraordinary. Uh, I just downloaded the app myself and, and found something uh, really uh, wonderful on there. Uh, now, I did mention the YouTube channel, and uh, what really drew me to that channel, there are, there's hundreds and hundreds of videos on there, and so you can select, uh, there's some really great uh, original Baroque improvisations with violin, with cello, uh, with guitar, with piano, uh, so really you can shop around and, and, and choose the voices that you want to hear for yourself. Uh, but what, what struck me was that there are these videos that uh, have specific hertz, specific uh, sound vibrations uh, that are targeted to certain ailments. Uh, and so if you're feeling stressed out, you, you put in a certain video with these hertz that alleviate stress. If you're feeling uh, like, like your DNA needs repairing, there's another video uh, for a specific hertz, specific uh, sound waves that targets your DNA. Uh, wounded cells or, or even wounds like flesh wounds I saw on there. Um, uh, so what an incredible uh, gift, Pablo, that you're bringing to people, uh, this gift of healing uh, through sound, through meditation, uh, and through your art. So I am humbly uh, honored to welcome you to this podcast. would love to hear more about your journey, about your art, and so forth. In fact, why don't we just start with a little, a little piano music? If we, if you don't mind. First of all, uh, thank you for, for inviting me. It's really uh, an honor to be here with you and your, and your um, audience. And uh, I will play a little bit just to relax, just two or three minutes, whatever. Perfect.
Thank you. Yeah, it's perfect. That was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it's too bad we have to talk now. <laughs> I could do I could listen to that all day. <laughs> yeah, and I could play all day really. Sometimes uh, I was doing a tour with a healer uh, from Mexico. Mm. And uh, and we he was doing uh, he healing with the hands. And we would tour and I did the music for a film and then the, he became very famous here in Mexico and suddenly uh, we had like seven or 10,000 people going through the space where he was healing and I was playing. <laughs> and wow. we, would, we would play from, I don't know, from eight in the morning to eight in the night mm. with the people going through until everybody was healed or touched by this man. And I, I, and I played and played and played and my ex-wife that also was is a singer, she would sing and I would play and then sing. And, and this for weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks, oh my God, it was beautiful. But you know this um, almost like a marathon journey of playing. <laughs> but when you're improvising and you're in like this trance and with all that energy around you, it's, it's, it's a beautiful experience, even if you're tired, but you're not tired. It's like a combination of something. Mm -hmm. You're like in a, like in a flow of, of, of blessings. I don't know how to call it. Mm. Yeah, I think that's quite accurate. Um, I know uh, I facilitate meditation retreats uh and um it's kind of a similar thing because you, you're you're in that space of uh as you say of blessing in, in a way or of, of where you can be very and on one sense very exhausted but on the other sense so inspired at the same time that it just kind of carries you through it uh and at least that's how i i experienced it yeah yeah, when you commented about we did this ashram, this I also did with my ex-wife and and uh, and I have a daughter. She lives now in Canada. She's 24, 22. And um, in that ashram, I have to clarify that the name of the ashram is San Francisco Cuadra. So it was in Mexico and uh, in the famous town of silver called Tasco. And my ex-wife inherited this property and we fixed it. We created the ashram and we had Jumbalo Melchizedek there. And then this meditation teachers came, the Ishayas. And we had uh, many, many, many people coming to six months retreat of meditation. And there's where I learned how to meditate more deeply and understanding thought and how the, how the process of thought works mm. and things like that. Also, I had my studio there, so I, I did parallel. Because I, I, in um, some of the workshops, they would come and I would do some exercises with music or, or the bones or healing music, like music therapy. Mm -hmm. So it was a wonderful experience, a beautiful place. It was like an Eden. My daughter grew there with all these monks and everybody in awareness. So she, she has a very calm, very subtle and gentle character, like very uh, slow and very wise, you know? And mm. this, this demeanor that you feel, I feel it in you too. This, <laughs> this peace, this, you know, you, you go about your things with like a Jedi almost, uh, letting the universe do its stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, there is that. Uh, uh, um, I think when one takes up these practices, there is a sense of uh, simply allowing, uh, right? Just to allow the flow. That's how I always uh, conceive of it in my mind anyway, this, uh, just to allow uh, and to be open mm -hmm. to, to what's happening. Uh, not always easy, uh, uh, but... Yeah. But that's why we practice. <laughs> yes, the, the other day I had a very big insight. This I haven't shared. 
the first time I share it, for me it was very big. Because I realized that I, in my workshops I talk about the automatic thoughts and the automatic thinking, which is uh, the subconscious uh, bringing out different things. Mm -hmm. And uh, we go about our day not really uh, aware of our thought process or aware of the present. It's like, uh, almost like we become a little bit like a robot. And we react in, uh, to the outer world from that point. Mm -hmm. And of course, when you do meditation and start to be more aware of your thoughts and your, your emotions, you can uh, change your reactions towards the outside world. And that, that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But the insight that I had is that uh, this automatic, uh, uh, I would say like, you know, we have automatic heart working, we have the automatic digestive system, you know, mm -hmm. all these are things that the body knows how to do automatically. We don't have to think about them. But also the thoughts that are automatic are coming from this same uh, source. Mm. Like, like the source of the stomach being automatic and the heart and the thoughts also. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's our survival brain. And that is, is, is deep embedded in our subconscious. Mm -hmm. So if you have some trauma or you have some anxieties or whatever, and then you add that to the survival uh, instinct. So all these thoughts are coming from that place, mm. like in a dogmatic machine of thought creation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for me, just to be aware of that, to understand that there's one part of me that thinks automatically generated by my own uh, survival instinct and my subconscious, was very revealing mm. because I thought at first that it was only the digestive, the breathing, the heart, you know, all the things that miraculously the body does for us. Mm. But then I realized that also the thoughts. And when I see a pattern in, that, in those thoughts, like I give an example, uh, blaming some somebody mm. or your own uh, state or, mm. of emotion or, or well-being so something happens and you blame mm -hmm. and then something happens again and you blame and you start to realize that there's a pattern no and that pattern is the victim state which if you analyze it's perfectly aligns perfectly to the survival impulse. Mm. Because if you're a victim, you want to, you want to survive that. <laughs> so it gives you but, something to struggle against. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, so really, uh, meditation is a tool for us to go beyond that state of automatic living you know like certain gurus have the ability even to control their heartbeat their breathing their digestive system they they, they go so deep into that uh, realm that they can even uh, go into almost catatonic states studying for many 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 days and then are waking up again mm. and it's because <clears throat> Uh, they become fully aware of their bodies and their emotions. Mm -hmm. And I guess the meditation is a way to be free of this, uh, this automatic uh, life, you know? Yeah. I don't know if you have uh, lived this, I, I, I think you have, no? Uh, yes, and that, that's a big part of my practice and, and my teaching as well is uh, um, uh, freeing ourselves from that, that cycle of suffering, you know, because, you know, we're so 
as you put it, you know, we're so habitually ingrained due to our, our survival instinct, you know, to push against the things we find distasteful and grasp, cling at the things that we want and desire. Um, and of course, that was at one point necessary for the survival of the human species, but uh, now it's completely outdated worldview uh, and it's causing you know, so much suffering because we do it instinctually, we do it habitually. Mm -hmm. so, and as Carl Jung pointed out, uh, so, so uh, precisely, things that, that we leave in the unconscious control us. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, so meditation is that, that as you said, uh, you know, a way of turning that light on uh, so that we can see what's happening in the unconscious and start to bring it into the conscious realm. Now, yep. sometimes people get a little bit freaked out about that or a little bit, you know, bugged out, you know, um, but it's, it's really, um, uh, you can actually make many people when they start meditating, and you probably know this as well, for many years, you make the same decisions, but, but you make them with mindfulness rather than unconsciously. Uh, and, and so, so your life becomes a choice rather than something that just happens to you, uh, yes. which I think that's the real, uh, uh, well, one of the real gifts of a meditation practice or a contemplative practice is that it, it allows you to, to make, you know, it's, it would be without meditation, it's like you're driving down the road and you just turn, you don't know why you turn, but that turn looked good. Let's turn there. Oh, this turn looks good. Let's go that way. You know, but, but when you start a contemplative practice like meditation, you, now you actually have the map, you have both hands on the steering wheel and you, you know, you can look at, it's like now all of a sudden you have Google maps, you know, you, Oh, this, this is the way we need to go. And you, you, you make that decision mindfully. Uh, and yes. so it because awareness, awareness is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I, you know, it would be hard to imagine my life without it at this point. Uh, I've been doing this, you know, this for many years. So, um, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I think these teachings have saved my life many, many times over again, uh, and probably help me cause less suffering for for other people as well I, I imagine so for me the same in the sense that uh, i when i was small I, I didn't fit in so much in the school uh, process and I, I, that made me suffer a lot mm. because i couldn't i mean my father gave me uh, lao tse the tao te king the tao te king poems yeah when I, when i was 11. wow <laughs> and, uh, and he taught me that uh, about sin about uh, you know so from that small teachings that i had with my father going to the school was like oh my god oh. <laughs> <All this> contrast. <laughs> yeah and that made that contrast made me suffer a lot because I didn't I didn't have nobody to talk to or to understand. I was trying to talk to people about Lao Tse and the Sen and the now and the Tao and what that means and the duality. And they would look at me and say, What what is this guy? You know, <laughs> you know, he's totally out, you know. Because <laughs> if you're not surrounded by that uh, knowledge, it's it's almost alien. You know? Yeah. Yeah. In the West, in particular, sure. Yeah, yeah. And um, so when I came up with my, my meditation method, it's a little bit uh, originated also by that because I wanted to make something very, very simple so anybody can learn how to meditate. Mm -hmm. So I drew, I drew the idea from the I am, the, 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 that I am what I am that appears in the Bible and, and in other places also. And um, so it's basically that you say to yourself, I am peace or I am love or I am compassion and stillness. And one that I really, really like is I'm aware of my thoughts mm. because that enables you to sit on the observer, which is the I am, which is consciousness or awareness. Who are you? Who is observing the thoughts? Mm -hmm. 
I am. Okay. I am. Who is that? Consciousness. Uh -huh. And that consciousness doesn't have any um, persona or ego around it. It's, it's, uh, the I am is like a pure consciousness. So it can really be anything. It's like an uh, infinite state because you're, you, you have no persona within it. So in the moment that you acquire or grasp a feeling and a thought, and put it in that awareness of consciousness, you can bring all your past and all your suffering and all your uh, persona to that, and it can completely change the energy. Mm -hmm. But if you keep just the state of the observer, even if you have the thought, and you don't bring the persona, the personality, the ego, the worries, the fear, you can really use that awareness in, in, in your mind as a tool to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the present and have fun and create and explore. So the I am is only the beginning of an infinite uh, state of awareness that's always growing, always becoming more and more and more. So that's that's part of the teaching that I do with the, in, in the Inside Timer app with the workshops. Yeah, say, I'd like to hear more about the program. So, so how long is the program? How, how, does, it, how, do you, uh -huh. how does it unfold? When you go to the profile in the app, mm -hmm. and you can see the music and also you can see my courses. And when you touch in the course, I have two in English and two in Spanish. They're the same, but in both languages. Mm. And there are 10 days and they're, I don't know the price. I think they're like $5 or something. Mm. And um, it's 10 day workshop and uh, for 15 minutes a day, I talk and I play my music. Mm. And uh, the second, the first workshop is about understanding thought really and how to apply the I am in stages because you can add parts to it like I am peace and mm. and then after that end you can add any uh, emotion that you want to uh, work on or or um, improve no mm. so for example I'm aware and peaceful so you want to be peaceful in that moment mm -hmm. And you can apply it for everything in your life. And you, the fantastic thing is that you can do it with your eyes open. Mm. So you can be walking in the city, whatever, and you're in your mind saying the mantra, I am peace. Mm -hmm. And you're interacting with the outside world, but from within. Because we're all the time being stimulated by the media, by the social media, by the outside world, by everybody to to go outward to go outward to go outward and live from the outside mm. how's my car how's my house how's this how's my bank account how's uh, what kind of this or that i have blah 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 blah. but when you're living from within things become much simpler mm -hmm. because what you want really and what i want is peace Really, the, the first thing that we should all have within us is peace. Mm -hmm. And from there, making peace the priority, from there, you can interact with anything outside of you or within you in a very different tone of awareness. Mm -hmm. But making peace priority. So that something happens, first peace. Mm -hmm whatever happens <laughs> like if you if you were a first responder in any kind of situation mm. for example if you have peace you're going to be the most efficient one right yeah so it's like a it's i call it like the um, the bubble of peace it's like your angel mm. so imagine that the, an, a, an angel uh, is hugging you and protecting you that's that peace. Mm. 
and and you can take it anywhere and you can use it in any moment because it's like an I, I call it like the eternal protector. It's like uh, embracing you through life. And so, going back to the to the to the app, so so um, that that part of the program co comes in the first. Because you said there are ten days. So uh -huh, that's in the first. Sorry, in the second workshop. <laughs> um, I focus more on the, I call them the pillars, the pillars of enlightenment mm. and their compassion, uh, empathy, stillness and peace. Mm. So, sorry, uh, stillness is at the center and is um, compassion, uh, stillness, no, their peace, uh, wisdom and empathy. Mm, okay. is for and stillness is at the center so imagine uh, uh, four pillars mm -hmm. and like this <laughs> and at the center is stillness okay. right so when you reach stillness from there what emanates naturally with no effort is compassion empathy wisdom and peace mm. so when you arrive to any of the pillars mm. you're enabling enlightenment mm. so if you have compassion you have enlightenment if you have empathy you have enlightenment if, if you have wisdom you have enlightenment if you have peace you have enlightenment and everything is like a fountain in the center is, is stillness emanating emanating mm. emanating and it's like like um, a never-ending emanation that uh, uh, brings these values naturally you don't have to even do anything they will come naturally like if you, imagine you're meditating and you in a moment of stillness and then you open your eyes and you see a little ant there walking what do you feel mm. love and empathy for the ant right why won't you step on it because you have wisdom of that empathy and love and you have that compassion mm. and you have that peace within you that you don't need to push against anything it's you're accepting everything yeah and so sorry that workshop i really enjoyed it doing it mm. <laughs> because uh, i i was so excited to share this insight for me it was like oh my god I, I want to share this <laughs> because I think that the, the next uh, natural state is you want to share it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not. It's not about the the cost or the money or the business around it or anything. It's about a natural state of sharing that comes with with these pillars and with stillness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me too. That was um, that is the natural extension. And that's where the, the creative process comes in is because you have these insights, uh, but they're, they come, I think for most people, uh, you probably can relate to this. Uh, when you have a spiritual insight, it comes to you in, in the form of a nonverbal uh, expression, you know, uh, it might be during a meditation or after a meditation or during a, even during a music performance or, or uh, some, some people while they're sleeping. Um, but it comes most often in a nonverbal way. So then you have to, because you want to share it, you have to formulate it into, into a teaching uh, mm -hmm. so that it can be put into a vehicle to, to reach other people. And I think that's, at least for me, that's where the creative process and meditation uh, unite into that process like that. I would yeah. Say, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, because of you, you're mentioning the creative process that um, I just finished the workshop on the creative process and how mantras can help you to do that. Mm. You know, because uh, we're so afraid of being uh, creative sometimes. Even for me, when I was starting the workshops, I had this stigma about, uh, about talking mm. to myself, like a block. Mm -hmm. 
I always would ha hire some, pay somebody to narrate what I was writing. All right. <laughs> so then, uh, then I remembered my father saying, since I was little, uh, that I had a very nice voice. Mm. That I should sing and talk more. And then uh, I did a few guided meditations in the app also and in the YouTube, mm. like a test for me and <laughs> all my insecurities. Uh -huh. uh, and I put it out and, and they liked it. Uh, my voice, they, pra they, praised, they praised my voice. Mm. And that helped me a lot to to realize that it's the block is only in the mind. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine a field and at the end of the field you have a goal. But you could walk freely from one point to the goal without any obstacles. But what the mind creates is a labyrinth. Mm. <laughs> Suddenly appears in the middle of the field from your point to the goal. Mm. And instead of being free of the labyrinth and just going to the goal, because you have enabled fears and other states, the labyrinth appears. Mm -hmm. So you have to go in the labyrinth and do this and do that and, uh, and make it more and more difficult for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's your own creation. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't any labyrinth. <laughs> Sometimes it seems as if that can be, I think, in the, I think maybe in, in the 21st century world culture, uh, we have this misperception that we need to struggle and mm -hmm. receive something worth having. Uh, I yes, know for myself, even in, in my music education, uh, you know, uh, if if the passage wasn't challenging and difficult to, to execute, it wasn't it wasn't worth playing, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and so there was this this uh, this need to create this resistance, uh, even on my instrument. Uh, and I think it's that, that way in, in, in many endeavors. Uh, in, in this postmodern world that we live in, that people, I have people uh, uh, on the retreats that I offer, uh, I, because I do some teaching on non, on, on open acceptance, on non-struggle, on effort, uh, that kind of thing, and I often get resistance to that, uh, because people have that this misconception that we have to anything worth having requires struggle. Um, yes, the, is the. This culture of uh, sweat and you no, know, and sweating to earn work, to earn money, you know. Mm -hmm. and, but uh, I mean, there's this generation of work, people that are in IT, that Bill Gates, uh, you know, Zuckerberg, uh, the, the, the Google brother uh, partners, mm -hmm. that they they created from another point of view, and they're, they're very abundant, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not the sweating it's not you're not a miner no anymore mm. i mean not to res respect miners but what i'm trying to say is that uh, there's different ways to to relate to work from within even if you're a miner a yes. mi uh -huh. so i think it's more of how you if you want to be a victim or a creator and from that point, create. So it's a, this state of victim is so embedded in many, 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 many beliefs within us that I call it the blob. The blob. <laughs> I like that. So inside of us, we have like this blob, which is the persona, the ego, the victim. And it's, it's feeding from our subconscious. And it's breathing and living inside of us all the time. But when we are aware of it, it dies. Mm. So imagine you become aware of it and it vanishes. So it enables you to be present and living in the moment. Mm. But whenever you start to be automatic again, to call it in some way, this blob and it breathes and it, 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 it 
it prompts to have all these doubts, fear, anxiety, uh, mm, obstacles, struggle, all this universe of this cycle. Mm -hmm. And to, to be free of the blob is simply to be loving and present. That's the, for me, that's the recipe. Mm -hmm. Aware, loving and present is, is the simple recipe. The mantras help because they're like an anchor in your mind that you can put it deep, it anchors deeply in the, in the, in the, in the minds, in the mind's eye. Mm -hmm. And they bring you back to the present, reminding you that to be aware of the blob yes. <laughs> and not to feed it with the fear, with the anxiety, with the future, with the past. What did I did wrong or the guilt? All these systems that are embedded in our survival automatic subconscious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that those are, as you said, feed it, that those are the, the past, the future, the worries, the stress, the anxiety. That's all fuel for that blob, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. It, <laughs> the lives, <fuel> for blob. <laughs> it, lives, it lives for that, yeah, and on that, uh, yeah. Um, and I guess it's a natural state. Uh, it's not uh, a natural, you know. Mm. It's just it's just within us. It's just embedded in our nervous system because uh, we needed that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's uh, worth pointing out uh, that um, that's uh, because when we're well, oftentimes I, I know when we enter into a practice like this or when I'm teaching, I, I get. Uh, uh, students who, at least when, when teachers talk about it, and it sounds, sometimes it can sound so easy. Oh, I just be in the present moment and I just, you know, repeat these phrases and I'll be totally enlightened, you know. <laughs> and, and so I think it's worth noting that these habits uh, that we're trying to step out of uh, are hundreds of thousands of years old and, and that it doesn't happen overnight for, for most of us. Uh, um, I, there are a few exceptions I can think of a couple of teachers uh, that say that they had this you know immediate awakening experience and things like that but very very unlikely or unusual uh, that that happens uh, and so to to know that's that it's always three steps forward two steps back you know we have these insights we have some relief uh, you know we can maybe go into an encounter that would have caused stress and we feel lighter um, but then maybe two weeks later, you know, we're, we're reactive again. Uh, and then, and then to know that, okay, that's, that's just the human condition. That's a uh, part and parcel of having a human nervous system and a human body is that we're going to have that process, uh, mm. and, and to be, um, filled with self-compassion for that process, I think is so important for these, uh, practices. Yes, and worth mentioning, yeah, it, because of it course. is in our nature, uh, and and but the, but the thing is that that nature doesn't serve us anymore, and and so to to be able to step away from it and to try to create a new path uh, going forward for the, for the next ten thousand years, you know, uh, and, and to have that kind of long term or long vision about it, you know, that we're we're trying to create a new pathway for generations and generations and generations to come uh, like that. Yeah. Yes, and the, the, I think the creativity, uh, like right now, <laughs> we're like in a psychosis. The planet is psychotic, the humanity is psychotic. Mm. In the sense that, uh, I give you a, a very simple example, like a, you're seeing animals in cartoons. Children are seeing animals in cartoons. Mm. These animals are talking. They're talking with, to each other. But in the real world, we're killing all the animals. Mm. Uh -huh. So that's, that's a psychosis. Mm. Because we have to turn awareness around so everything corresponds. Mm. So we have a different understanding of what is valuable. 
Right now, the values are turned around. And they have been like this for a long time. But meaning that we give priority to outside things and and uh, we give a lot of value to money and very little value to the present moment mm-hmm. <laughs> a very big value to things that we cherish or desire and very little value to compassion empathy and stillness so, mm-hmm. so i think the values we have to slowly turn them around so a child can see a cartoon about something that reflects also what's happening outside. Mm. Hopefully that outside can be a beautiful thing. Right. So this is a very small example of this, psychot- this psychosis, but it's, it's, it's within our politicians, it's within our system where um, the values are turned around and we're not applying the wisdom that is there. Mm. I mean, you yeah. and I, we're, we're normal human beings. We're, we're I mean, uh, normal in the sense that anybody can have peace. Mm-hmm. Anybody and everybody. And with that uh, understanding, we could uh, slowly and surely change the priorities, get out of the psychosis, and nurture new generations for something deeper and beautiful for the future. Yeah, yeah, well said. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and that's that's why I do what I do too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have the good seed of music within us. You see, you see that music. <laughs> going back to what saved me yeah. from school and that something was music. Mm. You know, music. Uh, you know, remember when you started harmony mm-hmm. and you're doing, you study Bach, Bach, Bach uh, yeah. system of uh, chording and four voicings and everything. The first time I was like 16 or something that I did my, my four part uh, harmony melody. I just put one, not, not even mine, I one melody with certain rules, and then I applied the contraparts and everything. And I put it into the computer. I had a Commodore 64. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I put play. I cried. Mm. I cried so much. I said, "This is this is like the 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 math that enables the rules for you to put the notes mm. coming to life." like if it were like the spirit of God, mm. spirit of God wanting to be free from, from the structured reasoning of math. Mm. Imagine that math is a square and then suddenly when it becomes music, it's a circle. Mm. So it was so revealing for me, like God is embedded in the most deep math. Mm. The way to come out from there is music. Like you see math in everything, like in everything, no, and even how you analyze physics and everything. But when math becomes music, it's where it breathes. It's like the spirit of God. Like mm. ah, I'm free. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's lovely. And and I, for me, I guess. Um, I, I I relate to that in, in that music is not it's nonverbal, and and so for me um, and it, this goes back to finding that stillness in, internally through meditation or through walking in the in a garden or in the forest or at the beach sometimes and your mind just goes that that to that still point and you can just hear the waves lapping against the shore and you see the sunset and it's so in that moment everything just stands still. Um, and for me, music communicates with the heart in that way and the body too. It, it's, it's that through that stillness, because there's no words, there's no concepts. Uh, and it's just a, a complete auditory experience. 
um, that just it can fill you up. And and for me, uh, in in a kind of a similar way, uh, I think uh, uh, to what you're saying, it's that that you feel that divinity, it just inhabits you, and and um, it it can be so overflowing. Uh, man, I mean, your music speaks to that uh, to me so well. I, I literally. You know, I, 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 I get um, kind of worked up these days, you know, scrolling through Facebook sometimes because of all of the division. I mean, so many things, so many theories and who's right and who's wrong. And it's, it's so, it can be so uh, disturbing for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I put on one of your tracks <laughs> and I, I was scrolling through Facebook at the same time. And I was seeing all of the same posts, all of the same division, and I felt none of the upset. I felt I only felt compassion uh, mm. for the people who were posting, whether it was things I agreed with or disagreed with. It didn't matter at that point. It was just this total equanimity. Uh, and I and uh, and I, your music, I think, really uh, tr- transformed that particular experience. It was just very, uh, very quick uh, uh, experience there. And I think. Um, I think you have some real power there. Uh, so I'd really like to talk about how, how you, you get into that uh, creative process if there's a meditation that you do prior to actually, it sounds like a lot of that music's improvised. Uh, uh, so so uh, if there's a meditation that you do uh, to get you into the zone, so to speak, or if you're meditating while you're playing, uh, yeah, uh, say a little bit about that. Well, <clears throat> You know, when I was studying meditation with my teacher, after a while, uh, they give you something called Samyama. Have you ever heard of it? I, I'm not familiar, no. So when you uh, acquire like a permanent state of stillness, that it's not so in and out, mm-hmm. that becomes a little bit more stable, mm-hmm. uh, they give you Samyama. So it's like a little ritual where you're granted that you're becoming more aware all the time. Mm. So uh, when, when I'm playing, I, I'm like in Samyam. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's like your experience of the ocean or any other experience where there's this stillness. So it's like an auto... auto auto vaccine of the blob (laughs) (laughs) when I claim you know Uh and uh, it's like a response to to the music it's like uh, my my body reacts and my mind reacts to that Mm So the same thing that you feel when you're listening to it is what I feel when I'm playing it. Mm. So while I'm playing it, I, I become that state. Mm-hmm. But it's not like uh, I have to do anything. Or it just It's like entering a, a, a lake of stillness. Mm-hmm. So you're playing and you enter. You don't play, you're outside. Mm-hmm. So in the moment you play, you become it. When I'm not playing, I'm thinking more. Mm-hmm. There's more uh, this in and out. But when you, I'm playing, I, I go into the room. And sometimes I do some meditation before um, just to uh, ease the, the emotions, no? Mm-hmm. But I think all human beings have something or some talent uh, that uh, brings this, I call it the diamond in the heart. Mm-hmm. So uh, imagine we have a diamond that was embedded by God in our in our body. And when we're born, that diamond is pure and clean. Pure in the sense that it's full of love, not pure moral thing. It's only that it's embedded with the pureness of love. 
And while we grow, this diamond starts to clog and to opaque. How you saying in English? Uh, yeah, opaque, no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crack, things like that. No crack, but opaque to stop the light from coming in and the light from coming out, shaded or darkened. Because we, with our beliefs, we start to uh, darken it, but not because if it's it's dark or anything. So when we're when we awake to our talent, our purpose, and and we're present, all that that is blocking the diamond becomes free and it shines again, purely and perfectly, like a hundred percent, because we're, we're in purpose and in love in the present. And creativity is very much related to that diamond, how much you want it to shine and how much you're blocking it with your beliefs and this labyrinth, complicating the struggle, how you mentioned in your workshops. So the more you are aware that there's a purpose and a talent within you and that can uh, shine as far as you like. Because for me, like a freelance musician, you know, to have family, pay bills, this and that from from the corporate standpoint of a person that has very definite way of earning and very predictable, they get scared, really scared. I have a friend that is like that and she says, no, I, I never been, I, I don't have the courage that you have to, to do what I like to, I like that people tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. To be free of, completely thinking for myself, I'm scared. I like that they tell me to, to do this and that. I do it and I get paid. Mm. So really it takes uh, the courage to embrace your talent. You, you know, like uh, the story of Harry Potter, uh, the writer of uh, uh, Harry Potter and the struggles that she had. And, right. And uh, they didn't believe and like 20 different uh, publisher companies didn't believe and she didn't almost have for the rent and she's mm -hmm. continued writing, continued writing, continued writing. Then finally she found a publishing company and now she's the second richest woman in the England. Mm -hmm. And then it's not about the richness, it's about enabling that part of you that has a talent, that has a part to shine. Mm -hmm. And also accepting what part of you shines. Because sometimes you want to do something that, that uh, uh, and you can continue to do it. I'm not saying to not, but sometimes the universe uh, creates a path for you. And it's easier to walk through the path than in the stones and the, and the mountain. <laughs> so I think we all should shine our diamond mm. to create that change in the world. And I have a quote, I always say it, create one beautiful thing a day and we will all create a beautiful world mm. with one little beautiful thing. In my case, I have my mantra of trying to create the most beautiful thing that I can do in this moment, which is music. Mm. You know, I, I, I say, well, okay, my mission in life is to create something beautiful. So try to do that for now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're definitely uh, succeeding. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I have, I've had many, many, for example, a woman um, contacted me, contacted me to interview me, but she told me that a man from Chile uh, had his um, mother uh, in the deathbed. Mm. and that uh, she heard some of my music that I did for this healer and I, I my friend sent the music to this man in Chile to play that music to her mother mm. in the deathbed like the doctor said in three days she will 
ultrasound. And they played the music and she woke up like nothing happened. <laughs> and she lived one more year. Wow. And the man sent me the message through this woman that wanted to interview me. Send me the message. I get the goosebumps. Sure. Uh, that the music uh, <laughs> helped her mother. Mm. And she got to live with her mother one more year and had a beautiful closing. Uh, a message in the YouTube, a girl, there were some civil war going on in one African country. This girl, uh, they were bombing the city and the girl would gather with all the family to hug and play my music to, to overcome the stress of the bombing. Wow. And then I get the goosebumps. Yeah, Things like, like Comments like that. Today, the first comment, comment I see is, and I see a donation in Inside Timer and, and a comment that says, my daughter was born via music and now she's like three or four and uh, I listen to that music and evokes me all the beauty of that moment and I have infinite thanks for that, for you. Mm. Uh, another woman, but all these anonymous, I don't know that I'm doing this effect. <laughs> they, this, these messages come to me. Uh, another woman contacts me and says, I've been using your music in public schools for a year to teach the, the, the teachers and the students how to behave with more awareness and how to observe learning. And when I play your music, all the information goes through like perfect. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, you've been doing that? <laughs> yes, for a year. And how, how does it work? It's fantastic results. I, I, things like that. And I'm like, oh my God, I, 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 for, it's, a, it's really a gift. And I have this responsibility to, to, to create this beauty for others to, to see it in themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally uh, can relate to that. And it's funny when you were talking um, about, uh, Sometimes the path is very clear and we want to take that detour anyway. Uh, and we go over the stones and up the mountain. And for me, that's what music was, was that detour. Um, and, but when I found my way back to teaching meditation, writing books on meditation and things like that, um, I have a, a similar kind of experiences with the people I've met with, the people I work with. Um, you know, uh, they tell me, and I, I get similar emails and things like that, that it just keeps you going. I mean, it's, you, it's like, yeah. you know, this is it. This is, you know, obviously this is what I'm meant to be doing and, and this is why yeah. I'm doing it. And, uh, and um, yeah, a certain kind of de voice develops uh, through that creative process that, that, that um, allows you to, to for, as you put it, to, allows your diamond to shine in your particular unique way. Um, uh, I think that is where uh, the contemplative practices, spirituality, meditation, and the creative process unite uh, is in that diamond, you know, and, and um, whether it comes out in music or it comes out in teaching or in writing or dance or uh, other forms of art, there's always this creative spark um, that gets ignited when, when that stillness, that silence, that compassion, that wisdom uh, meet uh, mm -hmm. and um, and it, it allows that uh, diamond to just radiate out. Uh, yes, I agree completely. Mm. And funny, uh, my one of my first music teachers. I was in a very traditional school when I was, I don't know, like twelve. I already was improvising, and and in the classroom, low, uh, when I was learning solfeggio notes and everything he would say some people that don't have talent maybe shouldn't pursue music looking at me wow but this intellectual part of the teacher was the one that was speaking because he never heard my music or any he never heard me play mm. 
It was all about what was going on the blackboard. Mm. <laughs> you see? Right, right, yeah. So yeah. All, these, all these judgments and all this um, way of uh, appreciating somebody only from this very small uh, framework, mm -hmm. a very, very small, you, how, can you, uh, how can you help somebody if you, if you don't know them? If you're not aware, aware. Yeah, it says more about the teacher than about you. <laughs> yeah. And and then uh, now that I'm going to be in October, I'm going to be 52, which is my. They say it's in the mystical tradition of Mexico is uh, the joining of Venus and in uh, Mars every 52. Mm years there's the cycle of 13 because for the mayans it was 13 13 13 13 which is 52 cycle of four times 13 is 52 mm. and each 13 is one cycle and i am arriving to my 52 and seeing all this abundance in in, in my insights and in my rewards of my path that i'm i'm very grateful mm. for moment in my life it's like and also that the world is is um having a little bit of a, a challenge right now but i think that challenge is for us for all of us to look within us and to sh to find that diamond and to change our world uh, through that diamond to to really shine our purpose with love yeah yeah, it's a great opportunity when when one can see it that way. Uh, uh, that's this is a time. I mean, uh, where where you know many of the world is forced to be in solitude, uh, or you know uh, at least withdraw on some level. Uh, and what a great opportunity it is to to if one can to go inside uh, the heart and to to do a little housekeeping if you will, and, and uh, take up a contemplative practice if one doesn't have one already, or to really get deep into, into what's going on in the heart and the mind and, uh, and uh, recognize that that's, that's, as Gandhi put it, um, that's where all the wars are fought, mm -hmm. right? the heart and the mind. And, and that, yeah, uh, and to, to go in and, and to really um, see what's happening on that level rather than trying to always, you know, move the external move the furniture so we sleep better right uh maybe maybe the the sleep issue is coming from the heart so uh, yeah yeah good uh i think we're gonna wrap it up uh we've been talking for some time and i uh, i w i'm happy to talk longer maybe we can meet again at some point uh, in the future sure. a second episode um uh, but uh, if we don't, if we go too long, I won't be able to post this beautiful interview. And I think many, many, many people will, will benefit from this conversation. So I want to make sure I make it available. Uh, so thank, thank you. you so much, Pablo. It's, it's really, really been a pleasure um, to connect. I'm glad we did so. And I'm looking forward yes. to, uh, to, to taking the course and, on Insight Timer, uh, please. Uh, anybody here listening, please do check out uh, Pablo Ariano. Did I pronounce that right? Ariano. Yeah, Pablo Ariano. Yeah, Pablo yeah. Ariano. And I'm going to put links too at, at, uh, on, on the video. Um, okay. uh, do do check out this program. It it's really sounds amazing. And what a, what a great journey it is, or what a great gift uh, to bring contemplative practices uh, to people in a way that's free from dogma free from any kind of uh, particular religious background and, and just to make it acceptable or accessible both uh, to, to, to people from all walks of life. It's something that I, I uh, aspire to do myself. So thank you for all that you do, for all your music you. and your talents, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Have a beautiful, beautiful night. I will. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.